One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Hi, I'm Andrew McKenna from Talksport. We're out in Sri Lanka covering the England cricket tour. As well as exclusive live ball-by-ball coverage of the Test series, Talksport are also giving you a podcast. It's published daily, it's called Following On, and covers all the news and views around the tour. It's full of player interviews, reaction and analysis from Talksport's team of experts, including Darren Goff, Jared Kimber and Matt Pryor. Oh yeah, and also some of me. We'll be rounding up each day of action from the test matches, plus the news from all the other days on tour. You can subscribe now by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast app. Search for the Following On Cricket Podcast, subscribe now, and never miss a show. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now, uh, I was quite shocked to discover at the top of the show that Andy had watched 90 minutes of uh, a non-league team. Uh, so yeah, you'll hear what unfolded yes, when a, I loved it. A bit of local Hampton uh, and Richmond lower league uh, FA Cup football. So that was good. Yeah, uh, we talked uh, about the 1918 papers. I even went through the 1918. Yeah, papers and he's, yeah, and he still section. got a few copies at home when he was a kid. They used to have them <laughs> yeah, delivered. That's right, yeah. Uh, Glenn Moore came in. Yeah, he's a nice man, isn't he? He's a uh, Sheffield Wednesday fan and comedian. Yeah. And uh, that was that. Really. That was it, really. Yeah. That's the that's the crux of it. Oh, yeah, some TV formats for one of the Oldham uh, staff and former oh, yeah, that player. Was fun, yeah. So here it is. I watched the uh, Hampton and Richmond against uh, Oldham. It was actually quite a good game. It was about the same quality as the Copa Libertadores final the night before it was. <laughs> I mean, with or non-league football, one of the great... If I watch non-league football at home, I stand up for the whole game with a pint in my hand because <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm making a point. Yeah, it's, it's true. The ground is a bit different to the uh, Bombonera, though, Hampton and Richmond. But I quite like it. I thought there was, you know, shed-like stands, the, the trees at the behind. Yeah, it was all right. What really. a shame. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously not if you're an Oldham fan, but what a shame that they got done at the end like that. It's two sucker punches. Yeah, it was a bit unfortunate but also unfortunate was Jose Baxter because he always had a touch of class about him the former yeah. Everton but he got a really nasty horrible injury oh, did he? that, oh, that no. was a shame well, sorry to hear that yeah it was and uh, it looked like being a really terrible night for Oldham but they did manage to uh, turn it around as you say and uh, their manager of course is Frank Bunn the former uh, left back we'll probably remember him from their great days the man who got six goals in a game don't That's you right. remember I don't remember that but I do remember him playing f- for Oldham and uh, yeah. I, I do think TV formats for he's perfect Perfect. I think well, his news is kind of his zeitgeisty show current bun. Yeah. Obviously, that would be yeah. one. I'm, I'm sure it. we must have done this before. I don't think we have. Iced bun, that's his ski show. That's okay. his skiing show. Um, <laughs> sticky bun. Uh, Frank takes a look at the world. Of, <laughs> yeah, can you qualify that, <laughs> yeah. please? Frank takes a look at the world of adhesives. That's <laughs> yeah, all right, isn't wow, it? Wow, that's a dry show. And uh, Frank's guide to pregnancy for men, bun in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's that's very good. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's quite like a sort of antenatal uh, uh, show. With. I'll, Hi, I'll, I'm Frankie. I'll throw it there, but I did have one final one. Some place for Barry, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Harry, Hot yeah. cross bun. Uh, Frank locks two people who hate each other in a sauna. The one who gets the most angry wins the car. I like that. What a good sh- <laughs> See, that's a good format. I like because it. Because if you put, pe- much like if you put people in the jungle, if you put two people that don't like each other in a sauna. Yeah. And, you know, the, you slowly turn the temperature up. <laughs> you imagine? It would, it would work, wouldn't it's it? It's a they great get, format. A, they, because yeah. they're, all they're wearing is, something, yeah. all they're wearing is towels. <laughs> So that kind of ups the ante. I don't know why it does. It could be it like um, Jodie Marsh and Jordan, Katie Price. I mean, that's not very zeitgeisty, Andy. That wouldn't be in current bun, would it? You can't no, think of two people that don't bun. get on any more recently than that. <laughs> well, who? That's what, who that's, doesn't get on? It's so great. It's nice that you do a 10-year-old <laughs> reference as opposed to a 50-year-old one. Oh, Mother Goose <laughs> and Rob Wilton. That was one. Let's get them in. Let's get, I mean, they may have got on. Not that I'm suggesting at all that those no. five music hall acts were not friends <laughs> and i tell you what was quite odd gary mccann who's uh, the manager of hampton and richmond yeah he moved from hendon and when he moved from hendon a lot of his players yeah. moved with him but alan dowson he moved from uh, hampton and richmond to woking yeah. and he took a lot of his players to woking yeah so what happened with the woking manager when he moved did he take all his players but he didn't actually because he's the, I, I looked it up he's the assistant manager yeah. to michael jolly at grimsby it is What's his name? I can't even find his name now. I've lost it. I love the way you've, you've become so <laughs> attached and interested in non-league football. Yeah. Well, it'd be great know. if that... I mean, it happens in a minor way in the Premier League, doesn't it? A, a, a guy goes to a new club and maybe tries to sign one or two. Mm. But you don't get that. I mean, remember, you wouldn't get that, though, would you? Farnborough were decimated, weren't they? It took me ages to do all this research. I had to look through Grimsby's squad to see if they'd had anybody from Woking. They hadn't. Obviously, the game wasn't holding your attention. <laughs> well, not really, To see no. you on wiki <laughs> going through the Grimsby squad. <laughs> he was a striker, Frankie. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't a left-back. You said left-back earlier on. I mean, he didn't get oh, six goals from a, left-back. was a left-back. No, played know, up yeah, front. Sorry, and, uh, yeah, he did. He scored six uh, in a 7-0 victory, six goals against Scarborough. In the League Cup. That's, that oh, well kind of done. put him on the map many oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Well, well done to him. That's yeah. good. 89, that was. Just on the cusp of when Oldham, you know, the plastic pitch and the great cup run and everything. It was a, a good time for him. Oh, yeah. It? And I'll tell you, what, I did enjoy watching. He was good value, actually. Mm. Um, Chris Dixon. We talked about him, didn't we? The, uh, the, was he? Larry Dan told us about him. He said yeah. he was the player to watch. Good player. What a character. Former Ghanaian international. Mm. And... Uh, Really been around the block, but played for loads of clubs, a lot of uh, Cypriot clubs, and p- played for three years at Charlton just at the end of their better years. But he he took the penalty, and uh, yeah, it was good pen, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw pen. that. Yeah, it was, well, that's great, it's Andy. It's great that you're so engaged. Yeah, you're so engaged very with uh, well, non-league football. Well, there's no. I said to the wife, "There's no other football this week, so I'm going to watch this." And well, actually, there is the England game. What did but, she? Uh, what did she make? Did she watch uh, Hampton and Richmond Borough? No, she didn't. Them with you? No, she didn't. But we did watch uh, on your recommendation. It was really marvelous. I haven't quite finished watching it yet. The uh, the show Peter Jackson show on Sunday night. Yeah, it's amazing. About the First yeah. World War. It's a really moving. Well, that, sorry about an that. incredible program, as you said to me. And uh, wow, yeah, you absolutely footage. spot on. The footage is just amazing. Absolutely amazing to take this old footage and turn it into modern looking footage. Yeah. Just brings it home. It was yeah, it real was labour really, love. Really, I do recommend it. It was an excellent program. As Ali Ross recommended, follow it right through. Mm. I mean, it was. Well, it kind of felt. I don't know. Watching it on TV, I felt duty bound 
to mm. kind of salute the people that put this together. I stayed right to the end. You yeah. don't always stay for the credits, do you? No, no, but the but, way it was done. But I, there was this huge list of people who put all this together, the hours and hours of painstaking mm. work to make it look realistic and sound realistic. It's called They Shall Not Grow Old. It's a documentary that Peter Jackson, the guy you probably better know from the Lord of the Rings films, put together. It's all the archive. Um, we played some of the audio last week. We played a little mm. piece about the football that was used when that the guys went over the top in the right, song. That little yeah. bit was in there. Yeah. And it's all from the um, Imperial War Museum. They did a fantastic series. I think it's still available online. Um, it's Voices of the First World War, and it's just the mm. archive. It's just the guys who experienced it, the men and women who experienced the First World War, German and uh, and Allied forces and British forces, just telling their story. And um, if you haven't seen it yet, you, you've got to watch it. It's a must-watch. Must it's a work, of, and they're saying it could be up for an Oscar now. They weren't going to give it U.S. Really? release, but because it was built really around the British experience, but it's been picked up. And um, the moment is that moment when it changes from the <clears throat> black and white to the color is just a sensational yeah. TV moment. It's it's brilliantly done. So, so you go and of, check it out. Talking of TV in a much lesser way, far <clears throat> far lesser way. On this day in 1965, the oh, yeah. F word was used on British TV for the first time by the art critic Kenneth Tyler. Yeah, yeah. How many times has it been used since? And that's apart from Wayne Rooney to Graham Paul. Yeah. <laughs> you now get it in different languages, of course, which is marvellous. Or you get equivalents of it. Yeah. yeah uh, in great. the world of football. Jose Mourinho, exactly. Um, well, Frankie Bunn, we're just chatting about him um, because he's the older manager and they came through last night. Maybe they're on for another big cup run themselves. And Andy's come out for some TV formats, uh, Frankie. And uh, Aaron gives us uh, Belgian Bun, a review of uh, Belgium's <laughs> FA and their golden generation. <laughs> That's a bit dry. Yeah. Hi, I'm Frankie Bun. Uh, welcome to Brussels. Join me now for a Belgian Bun. Um, Chelsea Bun. Frankie takes a walk down the Fulham Road and discusses its history and architecture. <laughs> well, fair he's, he's taking work off of Suggs, by the sound of that. <laughs> That's from Gab Cancello. Go on, then. Why not? Um, we're going to have a, a, a Clips of the Week special on Thursday. Um, we've raided the archives for a Wayne Rooney special, of course. Mm. It's uh, Wayne turning out for England on Thursday night. So you've got a bumper uh, clips of the week. We'll have the regular ones on Friday, but a Wayne Rooney special from the archive on Thursday. Plus, uh, we'll be joined by the author of Rooney Tunes, uh, the seminal work uh, on the uh, England's record uh, goal scorer. Uh, Mike Parry will uh, be joining us, of course, amongst other people. Pay tribute to Wayne on well, Thursday. Well, that's good. He's he, he, right from an early... <clears throat> to be fair to Mike, mm. even when Wayne was about 16, he was mad about him. I told you, I saw, I, saw his, I saw his full debut. Oh, yeah. Told, when he was 16, played against Spurs in a two-all draw at Goodison, first game of the season. So yeah. uh, everybody had been... I had a mate was an Everton, of course, and he was raving about him. And so we knew what to expect, and blimey, he was good. I think he set up Pembridge's goal. He made a goal and went off, played about an hour. But even at 16, and we, we kind of knew about him from oh, youth yeah, football. Special Another player. person we knew about, of course, was uh, was Joe Cole. Because uh, when we're working on fantasy football, um, the, the runner on the show, Richard Ackerman, who went on to be a big executive producer, of course, in the world of TV. Mm. But um, he was a big West Ham fan. And uh, we, I, we were giving him some clog. And maybe a Tottenham had just beaten West Ham. And uh, he's saying, just you wait. Just you wait. Joe Cole's coming through. He'll be in the first team this time next year. Well, he was and good. he'll sort you out. Yeah. And uh, he was always telling us he'd been watching, going to the resi games and watching Joe Cole play. And again, there was a buzz about him. So yeah. it has been some career. I mean, I saw a quote today where he said, uh, as you look back on your career, he said, well, if I match it against Messi's, it's not that great. But against 99.9% .9 of other professionals, it's been pretty good. And I think it yeah. was pretty good. Wasn't we it? loved him at Chelsea. Yeah. A lovely, lovely guy. Great. 
player. That was his best period for, yeah. for Chelsea. It was. So he good was luck tremendous. to him. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll end up uh, coaching or something like that. He seems keen. He's done pretty well on the media front, hasn't he? So, uh, yeah, best of luck to Joe. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. I think Harry Kuehl mm. may be taking to Twitter later on to change his pinned tweet, which uh, goes mm. back to the start of September when he says, I'm delighted to join Notts County as head coach. Alan Hardy has great ambitions for the club. I'm excited to be part of it. Oh, Ten weeks. Shame, really. I know Ten it is. Weeks is. Ten weeks later. ridiculous. They obviously had some massive difference of opinion about how the club should be run and what they were going for. But yeah. it does seem a shame, really. That's uh, the point that's been made earlier on, on Twitter. Four uh, managers... Uh, in the uh, championship in the last 48 hours have lost their job. Neil Ardley, of course, Gosh. Harry Kuehl. Mm. Uh, who else has gone? The Shrewsbury manager has gone, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, John Askey. Oh, yeah. That's right. And uh, typical. I can only think of two of them there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it'll, well, come, it'll, it'll come back to you, me. But, uh, yeah. It'll come back uh, Don't now, worry about well, it. Well, don't worry. Yeah. Now, obviously, from their Thanks. point of view, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this picture of uh, Ronaldo's in London for the mm. uh, the tennis and um, the O2 Arena. He was watching uh, Novak Djokovic against John Eisner. Yeah. And uh, he caught one in the crowd. You see that? Yeah. One-handed, but Not then bad. he dropped it. Oh, wow. So I don't know if it's like the cricket. Do you get like a grand if you sort of take a one-handed catch I, in the crowd? I, I doubt. Not with a tennis ball. It's, it's not he, that He could have done with the money. Yeah. But it anyway. was Phil Brown, wasn't it? That was the other manager I couldn't think of. Oh, well, Phil yeah. Brown was Swindon. in the crowd. Yeah, Phil Brown was there. Well, he, yeah, he, <laughs> he I don't know one. if he, he would have thought I'd go and watch the tennis. <laughs> but yeah, he's gone, isn't he, as well, from Swindon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four managers, that's it. So uh, Harry Redknapp has said that uh, the play, pay packet, mm. the play packet, I don't know what that is, the pay packet for I'm a Celebrity is irrelevant to him. Yeah. Blimey, it is about 250 grand for three weeks, but you make the point that he, he doesn't need the money. He but doesn't. I, I'd say anybody, that is a lot of money. I think it's that old, you know, that old working class thing of it doesn't matter how much money you've got. If someone offers yeah. you that much money for basically sitting around uh, for a couple of weeks yeah. and having a chat with people, which I'm sure Harry's happy to do, you just cannot say no, can you really? Well, that sort of money, you'd have to think about it, even though I mean, I absolutely. You're saying uh, you wouldn't do it, though. Well, I don't you like do it for snakes. any money. I don't like snakes, rats. Well, I'm not Insects. keen on rats, but I mean, have you, have you, couldn't you overcome your fears, mate, for, for no, 250 grand? Not really. No. Don't like creepy crawlies. You won't eat, you won't eat airplane food. <laughs> well, so you're, you're going to sit there and eat um, gonads, are you? <laughs> not really not really. going to do that or, or just live on I rice. That. You'd get very bad tempered. <laughs> you'd be great on there uh, because you'd be so horrible and people would keep you in because I think you'd start off really nice and they'd say, yeah. isn't he a lovely bloke, but, you know, a couple of rats, a couple of gonad sandwiches, <laughs> and then the next thing, he'd turn. Yeah, but also the public would we see... We wouldn't see the real side of you, I don't no. think. Uh, the public would just decide that to pick me for every trial. Yeah, they would, they would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do I Come went... on, let's get him on. Do you have ever done this? I went to a restaurant mm. on Saturday night... Mm. And I it wasn't a Bush Tucker trial, was it? Well, it might well have been. Oh, right. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't, it was my fault, actually, okay. because my friends booked it. And normally, if you're going to go to a new restaurant, you kind of check, see what's on the menu. Yeah, yeah. I got and sat there. There was not one thing on the menu that I wanted or could eat. Not one? You, not or one. could eat? Or, well, yeah, all felt like eating. It Can they like, knock you up a steak and chips or something? <laughs> they didn't. <clears throat> so what did you have to compromise with then? I only had one course, and I didn't like one that One course. He only had... <laughs> I was going to go and... Trip advisor and absolutely, then I thought, oh, no, don't do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I'm tempted to say, oh, the humanity of you not going to a flash restaurant and finding one thing you want to eat. It's, you know. No, it's a I'm sure if, first world problem. Maybe we can crowd, the highest order. Maybe we can crowdfund something for you, Andy, to find. You just couldn't you have just got up loudly and said, well, and Chippy's still open, I'm getting off. Let them know. And uh, it was like, it reminded me of that time when we were in Brazil and mm. uh, Goffy had recommended an Italian restaurant. Yeah. And this place was just that nothing that they ever served would ever be eaten in Italy at any like, point. Well, no, it was quick, easy food, and it wasn't covered in dust or rice and chips. <laughs> they do like to carve it up. I wasn't happy about it. Anyway, uh, Katie Price has hinted she would love to appear on I'm a Celebrity Again. <clears throat> That's only the said, third time, wouldn't it? I know. She said, what a dream come true it would be to get back into I'm a Celebrity Again. Yeah, dream come true for your bank manager, I'd yeah. say, basically. Now, um, Frankie Bum was the victorious manager last night for... Does he call himself Frankie or is he Frank? Because he's got older. Has he dropped the Frankie? I don't know. Is he Frank Bun there? Yeah. He? Um, and he's, he's a manager of Oldham, former Oldham player. They won last night in the FA Cup. It was live on the Talk Sport 2, of course, with Dance calling the game. Hmm. And um, we're looking for some TV formats. Andy came up with a few to kick you off. Uh, Bun Jovi, says uh, James. Uh, Frankie goes on tour with the 90s rockers. <laughs> A bun fight. Uh, Frankie is the referee of a dodgeball-style food fight, says Richard. <laughs> Does my bun look big in this? Frank's fashion show in which he catwalks in the latest clobber. Three sizes too small for him. A must-watch, says Rob. Excellent. A bun sunburner. Frankie is joined by Tottenham's <laughs> Korean star to, dis- uh, to discuss, uh, discuss the rise in popularity of disposable mobile phones. That's very niche, that, Luke. <laughs> burner. Yeah. Oh, dear. Bun sun He's watched burner. too many crime dramas. I think, yes, that's right. Brilliant. Um, Bugs Bunny, Room 101 star show, says John from Preston, in which Frankie goes on about what annoys him. <laughs> yeah, going to need a bit more meat on the bones, I think. Bun G jumping. Oh, bungee jumping. Mm. Uh, Frankie tours all the national hunt race courses, tackling the most difficult fences, says Harvey and Chorley. <laughs> all great ideas. I think Frankie's listening today. He's got well, some he work. Might, he might take them so up. Much. I was looking at a lot of the uh, newspapers um, to celebrate the end of the war and yeah. Armistice Day and everything. Uh, published facsimile newspapers. They, yeah, they did. They're really yeah, quite yeah. marvellous. Do you look actually. at the football? Well, I, I, did, I didn't see any football, but I saw <clears> some of the... I, did, I kind of started doing the papers. Mm. So this is from November the 12th, 1918 which is the day after. Of course, there was a lot of celebration in the nation. Yeah. And uh, here we go. The little town of High Barnet was rejoicing early yesterday. The church bells were pealing joyously and flags fluttered Mm. in the wind that always blows at Barnet. I'm not aware of that. That's not that windy. It's not the windy city, is it? Barnet. Barnet. Who knew? Maybe they had a wind problem. Well, the moose used to live there. They had a wind problem then, didn't they? Well, it was probably more open. It probably was more windy than, than it is now. Yeah. Um, it was all trees around there then, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, talking right. about, yeah, 90, you probably were, actually. Yeah, of course. The Duke Walks is the headline to this bit. Oh, yeah. Those cheerful crowds mm. in the mail may not be aware they held up a royal duke, because, of course, in 1918, that was a bit of an offence. Yeah. The Duke of Connaught and P- P- Princess Patricia. Try saying that. Princess Pat. Princess Patricia. Who's, who's Princess Patricia? I, I don't, don't remember know. her at oh, all. Blasto, Patricia. <laughs> Set out in a car. I won't sing it for you, especially the start. <laughs> no. Set out in a car for Buckingham Palace. Mm. But in the mail, the chauffeur could not force his way through the happy mob. Oh, yeah. Just run them down, don't worry. <laughs> you could do in those days. Yeah, of course, you know. At last, the Duke and the Princess had to get out and walk. Well, never mind. It's not the end of the world. Well, it was and, then, though, wasn't it? And this one really got me, the final one. Mm. 3,000 Beauties is the headline. 
Rush of War Workers for Daily Mirror, <clears throat> £1,000 prizes. Let me think about how much wow, £1,000. Wow, that was a pounds. lot of money then. A lot of money. Another 500 photographs of beautiful women war workers are to be entered into the Daily Mirror £1,000 beauty competition. Uh, com- competitors now number 3,000. Are you sure it's £1,000, not £100? £1,000 prizes. Wow. £1,000 beauty competition. Competition open to all women who have helped win the war. Photographs may be sent in at any time during the next few weeks. There you go. Wow. That's that's a, that a, I'll about 100 grand. That's, that probably was. Probably more, I think. Really? Yeah. I would have thought it might. Well, I don't know. I'm you buy a house for that, There is a comparison website. Buy a house for it. Probably <laughs> could buy a few, mate, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So now, that was the papers in 1918 mm, for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Breaking news. Mr. Zeitgeist. That's, that's all we've got time for now. It's the news in 1918. Now the weather in 1918. <laughs> yes. And anyway, uh, yeah. on a more, on, on kind of on a more serious note, this is a nice story. Uh, Liam Dacey is a, is a talk sport listener. He regularly gets in touch and contributes to what we do, and uh, we hear from him on Twitter as well. Uh, his son, uh, Kian, uh, is they're both Leicester City fans, family of Leicester City fans, and he's, I think his son, like a lot of kids it, at that sort of age, he's, he's, uh, he's 11, and it's probably the first time they've had to deal They've been their kind of first experience of, of loss and seeing adults around them sort of visibly upset by mm. loss. So I think uh, it, it's probably moved a lot of kids who are Leicester City fans. But he's decided, uh, he said to his dad, I want to raise some money for the, for the, the Leicester City uh, Trust. And uh, what nice. he's decided to do, yeah. he's running 60 miles in as many days. He's on a rest day. He's got a work cut of rest days in. He's 11, is he? Yeah, and he's raising money for uh, the foundation, the club's foundation, in honour of uh, Vichai. So uh, it's a fantastic thing. Oh, he's, well done to him. Um, his dad's been running with him sometimes. He's had great support from the club. I know that. So uh, we wish him well with it. So he's having a break today, but he's, he's going to be running all those miles. And uh, they've set up a Just Giving page, and he's kind of smashed through the target. They were looking to raise... Six hundred pounds, and uh, they've raised over twelve hundred already. So it's captured the imagination. He's had local press, so let's try and get that up a bit. Running sixty miles in sixty days for the Foxes Foundation uh, to show his support for uh, VCI. And so go along to Just Giving. Uh, it's K I A N D E A C Y. Kian D C. So uh, go to the Just Giving page uh, and support him on that. And we wish Kian all the very best. It's a good story. I'm Great sure story. a lot of people have been moved by what went on. Did you see that Chris Eubank has been working as a policeman in Louisiana? Louisiana. He's a marshal, isn't he? Yeah, that's, that's it's incredible. I think it's a bit like being a kind of volunteer officer, isn't well, it? A bit he's like been a, working as a police officer in, well, in the US. They, you know, despite no formal training, who cares? Steven, Steven Segaldin, well, they did, they're kind of like a marshal, aren't you? I think he may mm-hmm. have taken it on to a different level. So I, I don't think he's, he's to have two years on the beat. He won't be in the... <laughs> He won't be in their version of the bill. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. And he was on a plane in Dubai. This was an amazing story, really. He started shouting and saying that the plane had to turn back. Yeah. But, but it turned out it's because he'd left some money in the airport. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, if you, it, it's quite interesting because all the other passengers got a bit frightened, but it was Chris Eubank. So you sort of think to yourself, what's well, nothing out of the ordinary here? Well, and, well, I don't, I don't know, Andy. I wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, if Chris Eubank started shouting, I'd, I'd, I'd sit up and take notice. Well, you would take notice, but you wouldn't think, oh, I don't know what you'd think. But you'd, well, no, you think that's Chris Eubank? That's him for you. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Joining us now in the studio, mate, and welcome return comedian and Sheffield Wednesday fan. It is uh, Glenn Moore. Hi, Glenn. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, people think, well, that's not a particularly thick um, <laughs> Sheffield accent, but there is a reason why you are a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yes, I was working as a sports reporter up in Sheffield. I didn't have a particular sort of, I was admittedly a bit of a glory supporter, and it, it, Liverpool was sort of mainly my team when I was a kid. Um, and because I was working as a, a sports reporter for a radio station up in Sheffield, kept going to like the Wednesday press conferences every week back when Gary Megson was manager and um, just really got into the team from there it was such a great like the whole team spirit all the main players like um, Jose Semedo players like that were just fantastic like charismatic sort of individuals to sort of be around it sort of really made me and this also was the season they got promoted to the championship yeah. So it was just a great sort of thing to follow. And Derby last week, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. pretty good result overall, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, I don't know really know how I feel about the season so far because the championship's so tight in the middle. There's about five points between about fourth and 17th. Yeah. It's like, mm. I, I just, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, keep, they just keep dropping and now we're about sort of 17th or so. I just, I, well, a bit higher than that. But um, I, I just have no idea how the season's going to go, but it just hurts to see Sheffield United doing incredibly well yeah. <laughs> uh, in comparison. And I just know, I know they're going to get promoted to the Premier League and it's just, it feels like a sort of missed opportunity because we've been in the Championship for so long now and to have a team that was sort of behind us go from League One and then yeah. sort of leapfrog is a bit, not embarrassing, but it's just a bit difficult Especially the main rivals. Harking back to the glory of the Carvajal days when you were yeah. making the playoffs. It's quite a transition from sports journalist to comedian. We, was there a point where you were doing both at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was It was, it was tricky Juggling both of them, because especially in sort of like breakfast radio, yeah, which I'm you know, sort of still involved in you sort of getting up at sort of 5 a.m. But you get back from a tour show at about one in the morning or so. So I've had to cut out sleep just as an idea. just at all. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's sort of good fun to do. You know, uh, it's uh, it's just the, the lack of sleep is definitely going to take its toll in the next sort of couple of years. But it's um, it's it's fun. It's fun while it lasts. You were up for the big award in Edinburgh. You were nominated, weren't you, for the mm. comedy award? So yeah, which was well done. Crazy. I, I like. I was no. I was definitely not expecting it at all. And thought, well, I'm definitely sort of a, a sort of lower division sort of comedian going yeah. into this in the first place. So the fact that it came out, it was just such a a massive sort of surprise. And it's been. It's just sort of really changed everything sort of since. Um, Do you know when the judges are in? 
Can you? Did yeah, you, well, you, get can, tip, you, you can decide. You can decide if you want to know or not. And <laughs> I really want to know because the worst it's thing like is the sex have, of the baby, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. It's like if you have a show that goes badly <laughs> and someone goes, you know, as a judge, and you go, oh god, you know. But if if there's one in there, you can at least try and change it and try and change your performance if it's not going Isn't it a bit well. like Gareth Southgate turning up to watch you? Do you want to have Gareth Southgate's in the stairs? Yeah, yeah. So I'd know if they're in because I'd see the blue shirt and the waistcoat just in the back. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, but it's, it was nerve-wracking and especially like the closer it got to the actual nomination you end up with about seven judges coming like all sat in a row yeah. coming to watch and you sort of think right, well this, this might actually happen and you had a good mm-hmm. night did you that i mean that's good that proves you could deal with the pressure doesn't it yeah it was yeah. Uh, you knew they were there and you, you knocked it, was, it out of the park it was really nice when the nomination came in and the night of the nomination the show that night was really really sort of nice it was really pleasant i felt like the audience sort of enjoyed it more as well because they t- sort of taken a punt on a show before the nomination yeah and you know thought that maybe they sort of made the right decision to come and watch it but the days after that were absolutely the worst because people had bought their tickets after i got nominated going apparently this is supposed to be really good arms folded yeah. pin drop silence but um, it was absolutely fine and I, like to be honest that was absolutely a price I was willing to pay for it so it was, uh, yeah. it was the, a real the treat the dynamic of a crowd and the comedy crowd and the way they behave towards you it's amazing isn't it the different factors going on behind it I mean yeah I, I saw you last year and very much enjoyed it. That was the very best of Belinda Carlisle. That you was were, it, yeah, yeah. yeah you were in a, but it was quite a small venue and it was very hot. I remember you had to cope with that, which you did pretty well. This year, where was it a different venue? Exactly the same room, but this time they had air conditioning. Ah. And that was a massive, massive difference. That's interesting. I think the biggest difference in audience dynamic is um, if they are facing each other. So if people are sat at like... Trent, uh, sort of like um, banquet tables almost and they're facing each other that can be a horrible experience because if one person's not enjoying it then the person opposite them struggles to enjoy it because they're looking into the face of someone who isn't enjoying it <laughs> and that spreads across the whole table and you can just see it happening you can see it happening there's no science behind it but that's just you can just watch it happen there's nothing you can do now um, part, of, part of the show um, mm. Glenn 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 how do you like it how do you like it yes and that's right mm. <laughs> you uh, you talk about trying to uh, you applied for the market one initiative yeah right? yeah so yeah. it came out about five years ago and i just thought why not because i, I it was it, it like I, I saw it come out and they said anyone could apply like as long as you're over the age of 18 didn't matter who you were qualifications anything like that and so i decided to give it a go with the aim of if i did get selected i was definitely going to turn it down because there's no way <laughs> there's no way i'd want to go but you just want to you, you know it's nice to be asked yeah, um, the thing is, if you're the only stand-up on Mars and it's not going well, yeah. really, you're the comp. Anyway, let's welcome this guy. That's enough for me. Let's welcome out, ladies and gentlemen, Glenn Moore. It's Glenn Moore. He does a few impressions. Yeah, yeah I thought there's no way they're going to choose me because I thought comedy is an absolutely useless career when you're trying to sort of colonise a planet. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I applied it. It was just like loads of application forms you had to fill in. Uh, and then it all just went a bit quiet. How far have, did you get? Well, they haven't chosen the people yet. And I haven't, okay. I haven't been told no. So um, you're still on the list. Who knows? Yes, still, still potentially in the running. You might be. A t- you might be there to supply the funny. They yeah, might, yeah. They might decide that's what they need. They kind of yeah. take people from different different skills, like a kind of odd sort of superhero thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bring... Bring... Comedy is the most useless one. That is absolutely <laughs> the most useless one. The info for the week long run that you're doing at the Soho Theatre, it says that you've got the highest joke per minute ratio on the circuit. Who actually monitored this? I don't know if anyone did. <laughs> I I counted up how many. I, I had because okay. um, I just wanted to sort of know but it's uh, I, I think people just took a wild swing at it and just sort of went you didn't oh, go around to other shows and thought no stopwatch I used to do that on the way home from gigs this is really embarrassing but I used to, I used to record, record the gig I was doing and then on the train back just sit there and then have the stopwatch app on my phone while I listen back to it and just sort of go oh, I went 
15 seconds without I probably need one there and it was, it was just a pathetic thing to do <laughs> that's amazing though. It's, it's, I mean Tim Vine's got a very high uh, joke per minute he's he absolutely got the high, he's got a way higher one than me oh you reckon he must do <laughs> he's really got to that's not necessarily I mean uh, Tim's a funny man I'm saying that's not necessarily what you're always looking for no, absolutely. No, it's not the amount of gags per second is it really or no, minute no. really you can That's, sort of wear an audience down with it, can't you? Do you know what I mean? You can wear them into submission. Well, yeah. That, is that what you're looking to do? Well, not me. Beat, yeah, them. It's, beat them into comedy <laughs> submissions. That's enough. Yeah. No mass. Roberto Duran in the front row. I can't take any more. But uh, I can't take any more. Let's show for There we go. That's the next year's year. show title. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so, Glenn, 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 how do you like it? How do you like it? It's going to be at the Soho Theatre. If you uh, live in London or you're coming down, you fancy a bit of comedy. Jolly good venue for comedy. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, in the heart of London's mm. busy West End. Some good pub around there nice little buy in the Soho Theatre itself actually but uh, there we are uh, 19th to the 24th of this month uh, people yeah, can next uh, Monday. see you and uh, you're a busy writer as well you, you write a lot of stuff don't you for different people so yeah, on yeah, telly yeah. so I'm, I'm writing on the MASH report at the moment which is uh, a really fun show to be part of and it's more it's kind of exciting to write a show that has a really sort of tight turnaround you've got to write about everything that's happened that week or that day yeah um and that's a bit different to when you're sort of writing stand-up because you can write about whatever you want and whenever you want really so it's kind of a yeah. bit different sort of skill but it's great fun it's a great show and are you aware of the tv show cheers do you remember that from back in the day glenn huge fan of cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it's spin-off frasier which i'm going to argue was better uh, well I, I give you then on that basis in case we didn't talk about it last time but yos lahuke as cliff claven from Cheers. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, does look, <laughs> he does look like Cliff. Is it? If, you yeah. put him, if you put him in an American postal worker's outfit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sit him next to Norm. Sit then you've the absolutely sit got the champagne manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> sit him next to Mark Crossley. We should get them together. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, good to see you. There we are. Uh, that was the afternoon show. There were many more buns we never got round to. Really? But, uh, yeah, it was oh, quite I a lot there. I mean, they're still on the system somewhere. I always but, feel bad when people actually. But there was like, that. I just ch- I did about. T- we were just too busy, and it got too busy. Oh, Ten of them. Really? Sorry about that. They just you wasted know. their entire afternoon. Well, not really. You know, they just, they make a contribution. It's up to us really whether we choose to use them. I or know not. how disappointing it is to write to a newspaper and not get published. Oh, I know you're a published author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very top level. Okay, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. Uh, don't forget Thursday's Wayne Rooney Day here on TalkSport. We will have uh, a dozen fine clips featuring the young England starlet that was. So uh, until then, uh, have a fine evening.